The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meathook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan-favorite, gothic commentator, Storm. Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonna Summers. (laughs) Now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers. You found another episode of The Big Scary Show! <laughs> Hi folks, it's Drew Badger, and I unfortunately have got the big C. That's right, con crud. I was at a convention this past weekend and I think I brought something back that I shouldn't have. But just because I'm a little under the weather doesn't mean that the Big Scary Show episode 291 isn't going to be... A great show. We've got so much happening, and we can't wait to share it with you. I went to FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee this past weekend, picked up a bunch of interviews from some really great people that I know you will want to get more information about. Storm will be ranting in a hot minute. Meat Hook Jim will be talking about escaping the gallows. In Between the Corpses, I'll be reading you the latest in Deadline News, and the old crone will be talking about attendance at your haunted attraction. We might even have a gruesome giveaway winner for the month of June. You'll just have to stay tuned to find out who that is. And speaking of attendance and getting people at your haunted attraction... Our roundtable of terror talks about the people who work at your haunted attraction. The actors, the makeup artists, the security, the concessions people, all of those folks. Once you hire them, how are you managing them? Well, we've brought in a couple of companies that do just that. They do a lot of back-end work, they manage, and they know how to get your schedules right, your makeup orders right, your costume orders right, and making sure that everybody is where they're supposed to be. If you're still using punch cards and phone banks at your haunted attraction, you need to enter the 21st century and let a couple of these companies show you how you can manage your actors and your staff a lot more efficiently. It's a really interesting conversation that you do not want to miss. 
We've got some great music and so much more on this episode 291 of The Big Scary Show. Now, I'm going to go lie down and sleep for about three days. Hello, my name is Matt. And this is Sarah from Haunt Scheduler, and you're listening to The Big Big Scary Scary Show. Show. This year, thousands of women will be violently assaulted. In some cases, the attackers won't be human. Something waits in the dark. From the icy blackness comes an inhuman horror seeking warm blood, soft flesh. Something waits in the dark. If it finds you, pray that all it does is kill you. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parenting. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We are live at FrankenCon here in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. It is a warm, late spring day. We're having a grand old time checking out all the cool people and all the cool things. And when I pulled up to the front of the convention or the hotel where the convention is being held, I see the familiar Ecto-1, which means one thing, the Ghostbusters are here. Ghostbusters are on the scene at so many different conventions and shows. They go around and they do great things for the community, helping the kids, you know, charities, all that cool stuff. This is a rather new chapter. This is the Foothills Ghostbusters, based out of Knox County, Blunt County, Sevier County, Tennessee, that, that kind of a tri-county area there. And I've got Jordan Am- Amburn here. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's And like you said, it's a gorgeous day today. We're having a blast. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, I-, I will say this is one of the most Tennessee Ecto-1s I've ever seen. You know, it's not a 59 Cadillac. Yeah. It's not an old ambulance. What is it? Ford F-150. So we've dubbed her Ecto-150. That That's just beautiful and it and it looks great i mean it's got a lot of bells and whistles and all sorts of cool stuff where you're out here you've got slimer out here you've got proton packs you've got other ghostbusters out here you know for a new chapter and and i guess this is a question i've never asked because everybody else has kind of been established what does it take to form a ghostbusters chapter in an area well if you've got busters with flight suits and proton packs um, you're doing good. But if you've got busters with big hearts, yeah, that you're on the right track. And so that's what it takes. And uh, each each uh, uh, franchise is, is different. And uh, they really made a big push for this a few years ago with the Ghost Corps. And uh, now it's, it's uh, sort of, uh, you know, you get, some, you get some guys and gals together and uh, have a good time. And, and at the end of the day, of course, everything we do is free, of course. But at the end of the day, if we put a smile on a child's face... Uh, we've done our job, or an adult's face. I, you'd, you'd be surprised how many adults want to come over there to Slimer, and it just, it just, there's something about. Everyone loves Ghostbusters. Everyone loves Ghostbusters, and so uh, you know we're 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 a little less than a year old, and so we're trying to get established, and we, we, we've already done quite a few events, and we we want to we just want to do something to help out, and we're we're looking uh, for charities to uh, sponsor and and to go and help and do all we can. And, you know, this is the time of year when people are start having outdoor events. Yes. You know, there's concerts, there's barbecues, there's big street festivals and things like that. So why not bring in the Ghostbusters to do something like that? You know, entertain the kids, maybe catch a few ghosts. You know, <laughs> East Tennessee is a rather haunted part of the country, so it, it, you never it know. It is, and, and the, the funniest question that, that 
that we ask when we go somewhere, you know, sort of uh, mimicking the, the first Ghostbusters when Dr. Vankman walks into the, the Sedgwick Hotel and he says, anybody seen a ghost? <laughs> and, and, and we do that a lot of times. And somebody turn around and, and they'll say, no. So, you're, you're welcome. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. We're doing our job. And, and really, we, we're scaring off the ghosts of depression and fear, um, especially off some of these little kids fighting battles and, and adults. Like I say, I, I've seen just many smiles from adults' faces. And it is all about pouring back into the community. This is, this is not a money-making scheme. It's not like that. It, it, is, genu- it is genuinely to, to help somebody feel better at the end of the day. If I wanted to become a Ghostbuster, and it didn't matter, you know, where I live, there's probably a Ghostbuster chapter near me someplace. Is there some kind of a process you have to go through? You have to fill out forms. You got to provide, you know, you got to build your own proton pack. You have to buy and create your own uniform. What what does it take to become quote a Ghostbuster unquote? Um, well, whenever they began Ghost Corps a few years ago, they w- they would tell you that each franchise sort of had their own bylaws or whatever. But what they asked is that that if you were serious, um, build your own pack, buy your own pack, and there are several options out there right now. Uh, Spirit Halloween, HalloweenCostumes.com, Hasbro come out with a great one, and a lot of the guys are hardcore. They want to they want to build their own packs, and that's fine. Um, but they want you to have a flight suit and a proton pack. Magnolia Clothiers has a wonderful flight suit. That's, um, and I'm, I, I, I love, I'm, I'm wearing it now. It was custom made for me. And they do the boots too and all that. But there, there's several options. Uh, but, but if you, if you, uh, you know, get you a flight suit, strap a proton pack on, a great place to look for your local chapters on Facebook because I, I believe every single Ghostbuster uh, chapter slash franchise has their has their own like like we're on you know if you type in Foothills Ghostbusters you're, you're going to find us and and so that's one of the the greatest things but like I say that the the number one um, requirement for being Ghostbuster is you've got to have a big heart absolutely and you know uh, I've I've seen them from California to the Carolinas every time we go to a show that we have Ghostbusters there we always try to talk to them yeah. get some good advice get some good um, stories from what has happened you know ways that you guys have given back to the community so to speak you know and like you said you have a big heart you put a smile on a child's face that's really what ghost busting is all about so for people who may live in the knoxville area and they might be interested in applying quote unquote to become a ghostbuster or if you're a a business owner and maybe you'd like to have them come by and and you know spread the word or maybe you're hosting a party Mm -hmm. or hot birthday party or some kind of event and you'd like ghostbusters to come out i'm sure you're booking into through the halloween yes. season at this point yes. how can people get a hold of you through websites social medias and stuff like that the the best way you can you can look us up on facebook i just type in foothills ghostbusters it will pull us up uh, but you can email us at tn for tennessee tn foothills gb at gmail.com and, um, I mean, no job is too big, no fee is too big, as they say, you know. Even though you don't charge. Even though we don't charge. And so um, that, that's, the, that's the best way. So social media is so powerful now and, and it, keeping everybody in touch with each other. But we, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to be at your event. So, folks, if you have a haunted house, not the professional kind, but real ghosts at your house, and, and you need them busted, contact Jordan and the uh, Foothills Ghostbusters out here in the Knoxville, Sevier County, Blunt County area, and maybe they can put a smile on some children's faces. A pleasure to have you here, Thank sir. I wish you nothing but success you on too. this. And we are here at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee, hanging with the Ghostbusters.
and we're out. Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows, theme parks, cosplay, and good old-fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you too will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com. Calabrese, damned to the night, on the big scary show. I've locked all the exits. regions of the earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so I was in discussion on the internet this week, and, uh, you know, it was taking pictures and showing pictures of bugs and stuff. And some people had started to put up a bunch of pictures of spiders. So that, you know, people on this uh, message board I was working with uh, said, oh, we need to put spoilers on that. You need to hide the image and then let people know that, you know, it's an eight-legged bug that's going to be on there because a regular spider, if they just scroll to it, might scare them. And, oh, all right. So that then came up the debate, all right, well, which ones do we have to spoil and which ones aren't? 
some people are just going, well, I'm just going to have to spoil all the bugs and stuff uh, for that. But the consensus was coming up that there were good bugs and bad bugs. And bad bugs would be stuff like, you know, um, spiders and uh, house um, centipedes, you know, those disgusting things that crawl around from your tub and across the floor. Uh, and good bugs was stuff like ladybugs and maybe crickets. Uh, I'm not sure. It's getting a little weird after that. And so that got me thinking because, you know, bugs are a great source of <clears throat> scares in haunted houses. Uh, if you haven't done a room where you just take a couple hundred rubber cockroaches and put them on the wall with a staple gun or glue or whatever, uh, you know, in a pattern and just throw a strobe light against that wall or hallway, you're missing out because that is a great effect and drives people nuts. They will swear that those cockroaches are moving. But, you know, can, can we, you know, and everybody's done the large spider and stuff, but can we also go a little creative with this? How, how every haunt is described is something has gone bad. Can we take these good bugs and make them bad? Can, can somebody out there make a ladybug prop that will actually scare someone? There's some cool things you might be able to do with that. So there you go. There's some haunt inspiration to get you going. It's springtime. You're fighting the bugs in the yard and everything out there. So, you know, make them good bugs bad and, and you know, share them. And until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Hey, this is Jordan from the Foothills Ghostbusters right here from Blunt County, Knox County, Sevier County, Tennessee. You're listening to The Big Scary Show. Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com Music by Midnight Syndicate. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We are live at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's the second year show, so they affectionately call it the Bride of Franken-Con. I see what they did there. It's a fun little horror con down here, and a lot of people walking around. A lot of people are vending, and I love haunted attractions that show up at shows like this because basically everybody in this convention center, or actually in the hotel that we're at right now, probably enjoys going to haunted attractions and one of the haunted attractions represented out here is Dread Hollow down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I got Mr. 
Todd Patton here waiting. What's happening? <laughs> Todd Patton, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. You know, let, let's talk a little bit about, about Dread Hollow. What happened uh, last season? How was it and everything? I know I know the year before we had spoken at um, CreepyCon, and you said that 2021 was you know great year because of COVID and everything. And how did 2022 uh, stack up to that? Um, couldn't beat 2021 by no means, but uh, it was still a good year for us. Um, and our special events are still going on, so we... Just like everybody else doing them now, we're doing them all year long, trying to keep that name out there in front of everybody. So yeah, we're looking forward to 2023. We got a we're our biggest revamp and redo of the entire show uh, since we built it back in uh, 2017. I think it was yeah something like that. And uh, so it's uh, going to be a lot different if you've never been. So even if you have been, it's also going to be a lot different, right? Well, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Hey, I meant to say if you've been, it's going to be totally different. If you've never been, it'll be different no matter what. So, yeah, um, we've even expanded our main street, which is our queue line, which uh, I don't know if a lot of people have ever been through our haunt before, but if you go through, you actually go through main street and get to interact with a lot of the characters and stuff while you're in the queue. So what else is in store for Dread Hollow this year besides upgrades to your queue line? Um, well, we've got Camp Dread this year, which is basically our cryptids have taken over Camp Dread. So for you uh, 80s fans, y'all get a kick out of that. And then we have uh, the Cerberus Society, which is a a, uh, um, a highfalutin society of people that like to hunt people. So oh, you lovely. get to be part of their party and, you know, and, and enjoy their games and then once the most dangerous game exactly and then once you get done there you get to go through our grimsby slaughterhouse and get to visit up and close and personal with all the slaughterhouse fun oh that just sounds delightful so you know i can't wait to get out to chattanooga this year and check this out now are are you do you do an outdoor trail or anything like that or are you strictly all indoors so weather is not a factor if that's the case it never rains in Dread Hollow, so yeah, you don't have to, unless we make it rain, which we have before, but this year we're not doing any, well, okay, I don't want to lie, you will get wet, so, but but uh, let's just say that uh, we, we we are an indoor attraction, so the queue line is indoors, the attractions are all indoors, so all three of them are all indoors. And one of the things I find very interesting is you're paired up with another very well-known Chattanooga attraction. Right, that's correct. Our partner in this uh, uh, deal is uh, Ruby Falls. So if you've never been to Ruby Falls, you can check that out during the day and then come down to Dread Hollow at night. And Ruby Falls is an inside-a-cave waterfall, which is, I've been, it is absolutely pretty cool to to, uh, behold there. It is, it is, and all the other cave things that you get to see and all the uh, stalagmites and stalactites and whatever they all called. I don't know all those names and things, but yeah, all the creepy cave stuff. So uh, you get to see all that, and plus their waterfall, which uh, is the largest underground waterfall in the uh, world, I believe. Very interesting. And you're just down the road from Rock City. You know, if you yeah. drive through the southeast, you see see Rock City signs yep. everywhere. So, you know, you can make an absolute great weekend in Chattanooga, which is actually a pretty cool town. Not just because of the Chattanooga Choo Choo Museum and hotel down there or whatever, but, you know, I like Chattanooga. It's got that cool pedestrian bridge, a lot of cool stuff going on. And come out and see Dread Hollow when the sun goes down. Exactly. Come see us and check out Necro One, our, our ambulance, uh, which is always parked out front. And, and one other thing about you that, 
not necessarily related to Dread Hollow, but you also run a pretty interesting, shall we say, fandom pop culture con every February called Con Nuga. How many years have you been doing that, and do you have the dates for that for 2024? Yeah, we this we've been doing it since 2008, so I guess this is 16 years we've been doing that. Congrats. So uh, um, we've been doing that for a little while, and that is in February. So the end of February we'll be coming up for that. So if you're into anything that's sci-fi horror, or if you like adult stuff and kids stuff, we have it all. So it's kind of a big multi-fandom kind of convention, and. You know, I know a lot of people who go to that every year make their vacations around there midwinter, and it's a lot of fun. For people wanting more information on Dread Hollow or Conuga, if you're planning a trip to maybe go see some leaf watching in October and you're going to be down in southeastern Tennessee, kind of near the Georgia line, riding down I-75 or something like that, how can people get more information about Dread Hollow and then maybe Conuga in the future? Just go to www.dreadhollow.com, or you can go to www.connuga, that's C-O-N-N-O-O-G-A.com, and both of those will take you to all the places you need to go. Todd Patton, always a pleasure Thank to have you. you back here on the Big Scary Show. Once again, folks, dreadhollow.com or connuga.com. We might have to send the Big Scary Show out to Connuga next year. It always sounds like a fun time. Once again, folks, Drew Badger here. We are live at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee, having a grand old time, and we're out. Spectral Illusions is a digital production studio creating video effects for your home or pro haunt. They carry over 30 stock videos ready for immediate download, as well as USB drives preloaded with multiple effects. In partnership with AAXA Technologies, they now carry projectors preloaded with multiple effects. And now Big Scary Show listeners can get 15% off downloads, USBs, and screens with code BIGSCARY15. Projectors not included. Visit SpectralIllusions.com and add some life to your haunt. That's SpectralIllusions.com. Hello everyone, this is Drew Badger, and you're listening to Deadline News for episode 291. And we're going to start off with this news from our title sponsor over at the Big Scary News, Froggy's Fog. We have a new scent update. Zombie is now available as a fluid additive for your fog, bubbles, haze, and snow. This is a huge update for all our Froggy fans and customers. Plus, it's had a revamp And let me tell you, if you've ever wondered what a zombie smelled like, we got you covered. Get more information or order yours today at froggiesfog.com. We have this from the 4th Annual Southeastern Pennsylvania Halloween Flea Market. Tell your family, tell your friends, the 4th Annual Southeastern Pennsylvania Halloween Flea Market is back this August 6th. Hosted by the Leesport Farmer's Market in Leesport, Pennsylvania. Keep an eye on the Farmer's Market's Facebook page as well for registering if you'd like to sell as a vendor. Vendor spaces are handled by the Farmer's Market on a monthly basis, so the spaces for this event will not be available to purchase until at least July 4th. Get more information at that Facebook page, facebook.com slash 
Farmer's Market. We have this from Dark Knight Halloween World's Haunted Attraction in Farmingville, New York. Calling all vendors and artists, Dark Knight Halloween World, the largest Halloween event in the history of Long Island, is now officially accepting vendor applications for the upcoming fall season. This is a steal, starting at just $75 a night for our whole operating season. Click the link on their Facebook page to sign up, facebook.com slash darknighthalloweenworld. We have some news from Mortem Manor down in Kissimmee, Florida. We're now hiring part-time and seasonal employees for the year-round haunted attraction and horror boutique located in Old Town Kissimmee. Applicants should be living in the Orlando-Kissimmee area with reliable transportation and no issues driving at night. Get a link to apply at facebook.com slash Mortem Manor. We have this from the American Horrorplex in Louisville, Kentucky. This comes to us via Travis Bowling. We're still looking for some strong haunted house actors to fill the roles this season at the American Horrorplex. These are paid roles, but you must be here each weekend from September 15th through November 3rd. If you're interested, please let me know. You can message the American Horrorplex Facebook page at facebook.com slash horrorplexky. We have this news from Necropolis Underground Haunted Attraction in Indianapolis. The summer heat is making the creatures at Necropolis restless. As the temperature in the underground rises, their bloodlust only grows stronger. You too must be getting restless for one final scare before Halloween season. Visit Necropolis Underground for Slaughter in the Summer, open June 23rd and 24th from 7 to 10 p.m. Venture through our four haunted attractions and try your hand at one of our 10-minute escape rooms or axe throwing. Forget pool parties and barbecues. The real summer fun will be here with the ghouls of the underground. Get more information at necropolisunderground.com. We have a little sad news from the Shadow's Edge in Omaha, Nebraska. After much deliberation, the Shadow's Edge has made the difficult decision to have 2023 be our final season. We will be celebrating 20 years as Omaha's premier haunted experience one last time this fall. We want to thank the thousands of patrons and all of our amazing partners over the past 20 years. More details on the upcoming season are coming soon. So stay tuned and make sure you plan on visiting us for our final season of Scares. Keep up with those updates at theshadowsedge.com. We have an update from the Ghosts of Summer Halloween convention coming to Portland, Oregon. Ghosts of Summer is currently trying to stir up more interest about their home haunt pavilion. A large portion of their scare zone is going to be dedicated to creating a neighborhood where home haunters are invited to set up displays and decorations. There's no charge for the display spaces so long as there's no vending from those spaces. If you or anyone you know would be interested, please let them know by emailing ghostsofsummerpdx at gmail.com. Happening July 29th and 30th, get more information at facebook.com slash 
Ghosts of Summer PDX. And finally we have this from Nightmare Dungeon Haunted Attraction in Greenville, South Carolina. Introducing our 2023 Nightmare Clowns Haunted Attraction. If you have a fear of clowns, then this event is definitely not for you. These clowns have the fear you're looking for. Bring it on to the scariest clown gathering ever held in South Carolina. This is Nightmare Dungeon's fourth annual Nightmare Clowns event, and we're geared up for more terrorizing fear and in-your-face action. It's all creepy clowns inside and out, and it's all hands-on. We have reached out and invited tons of other clowns from other haunted attractions and other groups from all around, and they will be coming to entertain you and your friends up close and personal. For this event, there will not only be clowns inside, but there will be other terrifying clowns outside, entertaining the crowd as you wait to enter the clown infestation inside this two-story terror-filled cabin in the woods. Everywhere you walk in this 120-plus-year-old cabin, there will be a clown lurking along with your every move. We strongly advise you not to miss this event, opening June 23rd, 24th, and 25th from dark until at least midnight. We're located at 645 Old Anderson Road in Greenville, South Carolina. To buy tickets, visit NightmareDungeon.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Bright Barker and Sons, Backburner Gal, on the Big Scary Show.
Hi, this is Todd Patton from Dread Hollow, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We are live at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee, having a great time. We're hanging out with all the cool kids, the vendors, the actors and actresses, and makeup celebrities along the rows here. Lots of cool stuff going on. Our booth partner next to us here is running an event called HalloCon. Sounds like a very intriguing fantasy and horror convention. Going into its 21st year down in Dalton, Georgia. That is just south of Chattanooga. Kind of near Rock City and Ruby Falls and all that area. But I've got Chris here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, we're having a grand old time here. Yesterday was pretty nice. Had good crowds. The crowds are filtering in here. It's still very early on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about HollowCon. This is a, a... horror convention it's a halloween convention it's kind of a multi-fandom down in dalton georgia what's going on in 2023 okay um this is our 21st year uh we do a little bit of everything we were kind of multi-fandom before multi-fandom became a big thing uh our primary focus is fantasy and horror and but we do have uh, some science fiction and some other uh author-centric uh, things. Uh, we are a literary convention, but we also have entertainment. We have dealers. Uh, we have programming. And one of the great things we do, though, is we provide food the whole weekend with your badge. Now, is that just because there's nothing around for people to go eat? There's no food trucks or anything? Or are you bringing in, or you're at a hotel where people prepare food and all that? Uh, we actually prepare our food on site. Uh, there are plenty of uh, dining opportunities uh, in Dalton. It's a nice uh, town. Yes, they're even building an olive garden if that's your kind of thing. Oh so we're moving up in the world. <laughs> but the great thing is, um, at a lot of conventions, uh, one of the things you have to do is you have to budget for food, which takes away from the amount of money you can spend on collectibles and stuff from vendors and authors and whatnot well we tried to lower the amount of money that you have to pay for food by providing it with your badge that way you have more money to spend on things that you can take home with you that's a great point uh and the thing is we're not knocking other people's conventions because their con suites where they provide food are, are nice and convenient for you and you usually have other options you do have those options at dalton but you don't have to do that if you don't want to uh, our main focus is the evening meals um friday night we usually have what we like to call all american cookout we have hamburgers hot dogs barbecue pulled pork and all the fixings that go with that um saturday night is the big event though it's our feast <laughs> we have this huge grill we call grillzilla and we usually do a roast pork tenderloin and a roast beef, and we provide all sorts of sides, and we basically just fill up your plate till you say, we've had enough. <laughs> you say, Uncle. You should throw a couple of hogs on there, too. <laughs> we got plenty of rooms for it. That thing is huge. Excellent. So, call it Grillzilla for nothing. Oh, no doubt. I can't wait to see pictures of that. 
But this is going on in late October, October 27th through the 29th at the Econo Lodge Event Hall in Dalton, Georgia. Sounds like it's going to be fun. Do you have any special guests or like filmmakers or celebrities coming in at this time or nothing official announced? Oh, we have a number of author guests and we have a artist guest, Brian Silverbacks. You may have heard of him. Um, he's done lots of comics and other uh, ventures where uh, you may know him from uh, all of his previous work. Uh, we do have a uh, podcaster slash tour guide slash performer, uh, John Pica. You may have heard of him. He does the Back of the Cereal Box podcast, which is pretty popular. Uh, he will be there. We have author guests. Uh, we have programming. Um, there's live performances. Uh, the Molly Maguires, if you like uh, traditional Irish music, uh, they perform there. Uh, they usually perform on Friday nights. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's various events, there's trivia, there's uh, panels and other stuff that we still have in the works because we haven't fully finalized our schedule yet. Excellent. So for people who might be interested, maybe you're catching some late color in the leaves, you're traveling through Chattanooga, North Georgia, South Tennessee, anything like that, and you want to come out and check out HalloCon, which sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, how can people get more information with websites or social medias or anything like that? Okay, we do have a Facebook page, and there is a Halicon Facebook group as well. Um, just look us up on uh, Facebook, and we do have uh, Instagram, and we also have our website at halicon.com. And you will have information on the guests, the hotel and the um, things going on at the event. And you can contact us um, through the website if you have any additional questions or through the Facebook groups. Excellent. I assume pre-sale tickets are on sale now? Yes. If you register online right now, uh, badges are discounted to $45 for the whole weekend. That includes your food and your beverages. I'd spend more than that just eating out on Friday and Saturday nights in most places. Yes, and we're at a Econo Lodge, and most people think Econo Lodge, well, this one has luxury vinyl tile flooring, rooms have been updated, and the best part is it's only $73 a night plus tax. Wow, that, that's, a pretty good re- that's a pretty good rate. So it looks like if you're on a budget, yet you still want to go and check out a what sounds like a really cool fantasy and Halloween and horror con, check out holocon.com. Once again, happening October 27th through the 29th at the Econolodge Event Hall in Dalton, Georgia. Go to holocon.com for more details. And again, they're running special rates right now. So get your tickets soon. Chris, I want to thank you very much. I wish you nothing but success going into their 21st year at holocon.com. My name is Drew Badger here at FrankenCon, and we're having a good time, and we're out. Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> 
ladies and gentlemen, we hope you listened carefully to the last episode because it is time to find out if we have a winner for the June edition of the Gruesome Giveaway sponsored by our very good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. Remember, folks, haunt season opens in about three months. So it is not too early to get out there. Check out ScreamlineStudios.com. Start placing those orders so you can get them in before the haunt season begins. Or you could have done what several people did this past month and enter our gruesome giveaway. We picked a random entrant out of the folks that did. I believe that we have them on the line. Random caller, what is your name? Where are you located? Yeah, my name is Chris and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, my stomping grounds. Um, and just for the um, total clarification and, and all that, um, this is a person that I worked with at a haunted attraction, oh gosh, close to 20 years ago. Is this the same Chris? Yeah, yeah, that was me. I think I remember you. <laughs> All right, good to talk to you again. All right, Chris from Charlotte, North Carolina. Before we find out if you are indeed the winner, let's uh, get a couple of legal bits of pieces out of the way here. Question number one, um, did we contact you in any way, shape, or form other than to tell you when to call in? No, you have not. All right. Question number two. Have you tried to bribe us in any way into picking your entry? Nope. Not all at right. all. All right. Well, Chris, let's find out if you are the winner. If I remember the question correctly, on the last episode, we didn't necessarily have a roundtable. We played our semi-regular game show, The 13 Questions of Doom. Who was it that won The 13 Questions of Doom? Uh, if I recall, I believe that was Drew Badger. And you would be absolutely correct. Only the second right. time out of 16 version, sixteen episodes of that show have I declared myself victor. I am the grand champion holding the title high. Woohoo! Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself right. here. But uh, the more important thing is that Chris from Charlotte, North Carolina, you are the June gruesome giveaway winner. Awesome. All right. Thanks, I appreciate it. You're quite welcome, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy what Screamline sends you. Um, hang on the line so we can get some shipping information from you. Chris, I know I don't believe you were still working at the haunt when I stopped working there. Do you still work at a haunt or do anything like that? Yard designs, decorations, or anything for Halloween? I uh, worked for another haunt for a while, but they closed down. But right now, I just help out who, whoever's got whatever's going on for Halloween. Love it. Excellent. I know you were a huge Halloween fan back then. But once again, folks, let's congratulate Chris from Charlotte, North Carolina, the June Gruesome Giveaway winner. Remember, folks, if you do not win this month, you can always try again in July because Screamline Studios, our very fine sponsor, provides prizes for us 12 months out of the year here on The Big Scary Show. The Roundtable of Terror is very proudly sponsored by HauntPay. Whether it's time ticketing, virtual queue lines, or anything else related to online ticket sales, have Alex and his staff set you up at HauntPay.com.
ladies and gentlemen, as we move through the month of June, haunts around the country are starting to hire. They're looking for new actors. They're looking for new staff. They're looking for security, concessions, all sorts of things. And they need people. So if you have a haunt near you that is hiring, go apply because it is literally one of the funnest jobs out there. If you're a haunt owner, there is that pesky problem of how to manage all the actors, how to manage all the staff, how to deal with scheduling, how to deal with just everything when it comes to working with your actors. Obviously, you know, you're very busy right now building and wiring and getting permits and getting inspections. But you know, in this great industry we have, there are companies out there that actually provide services that you may not be able to do yourself. So we have got a couple of people on the line who do, shall we say, a wide range of management services, whether you have escape rooms, whether you have axe throwing, whether you have haunted houses, rage rooms, which are a really cool thing. Um, we've got people out there who can uh, help you do those so you don't have to. I want to introduce a couple of very fine guests that we have who can possibly help you with some of those minute details, especially if you're a new haunt and you may not have thought of these things, or if you've been around a long time and it's just getting difficult to do yourself. Let's introduce our guests. First of all, up in the Peoria, Illinois area, we have Sarah and Matt Ruder with Haunt Scheduler. They provide an awful lot of services, not just scheduling, I assume. Sarah and Matt, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you guys? Very good. Glad to have you here. And in the Lexington, Kentucky area, we have Justin Blackburn with Scython, who provides a wide range of services to haunted attractions and others. Justin, how are you? Fantastic. Glad to be on the show. Glad to have you, as well as our other hosts who may or may not have been involved in these things beforehand. Up in Rhode Island, we have Storm. Greetings from underneath my pile of binders, steno books, and uh, disorganized post-its with notes of haunts from previous years. That's, that's how you know I had it organized, so it's a mess. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. That's old school right there. Down in Cincinnati, a former customer, Meat Hook Jim. You know what? The time I used a uh, hot scheduler, awesome. No complaints. You guys are the bomb. But let's find out what Justin has, too. And the only one of us, unfortunately, that is an actual haunt owner way out in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we have the old crone, a.k.a. Jonna. Why do you say unfortunately? Hey, I am lucky as hell to no. be a haunt owner. Unfortunately, that the rest of us aren't haunt owners. I want to own a haunt so bad. My name is Drew Badger. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just got back from a weekend at a really cool con that was not Midwest Haunters Convention, as you're probably listening on the show now. But I digress. Let's talk about Scython and Haunt Scheduler and find out what they do and how they can benefit your haunts. Justin, let's start with you. I know you were at Fear Expo. I saw your booth there. But tell people who may not know, what does Scython do and how do they benefit the haunt industry? Yeah, so we are a relatively new company. Uh, we've been around officially since 2021. 
we got our start probably around 2015. Um, we really started to solve the problem of we were using all of these different tools to manage our actors. We were using Facebook Messenger for communication. We were using various job boards to try to recruit our actors. As far as placing them and putting in their spots, we were using dry erase boards and markers and paper. And then for time tracking, we were using like the old punch card systems. I don't know if anybody still remembers those where you would like punch the card down and it would like stamp the date and the time. So that's kind of where we came from. So we wanted a solution that would sort of bring all of those tools together into one sort of easy to use platform. So Cython was born officially in 2021, um, and we've had a lot of great feedback from our early customers. So we do everything from recruitment, scheduling, time tracking, communication. Uh, just recently, we added um, extensive background checks to the platform, costume management, staffing metrics, um, and awards tracking, among some other features. Um, I, won't, I won't give you the whole list, but um, we do offer a free 30-day free trial on our website. Nice. What was the haunt that you were using the punch cards with? Fright Nights, Kentucky. Okay. That was back in probably 2011, 2012. Wow. So are it's they been still around? Are they still around and they're, are they using Scython? They are, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. Matt and Sarah, tell us a little bit about Haunt Schedule. I remember when you guys first came onto the scene. Well, uh, it's been a while since we've been on. We came into the scene. That was 2014. Uh, we, I started in 2009, and worked for a small volunteer local haunt, and they were doing things by calling every night their list of actors and saying, "Can you work?" and I went crazy because of an IT professional and dealt with databases and spreadsheets and everything else. And I was like, there is something that we can do. And I kind of fidgeted around with an access database and came up with a simple texting program. And then in 2013, uh, a friend of mine and I, we wrote Haunt Scheduler as it and launched it in 2014. and. The rest is kind of history, but we kind of do, I mean, the actor management, uh, we've got a little bit of that uh, background checks. We do pretty much everything that has to do with the back end, kind of like Scython also. Yeah, I mean, our, our whole goal, I mean, it's really progressed, of course, over the years. It started off as this, you know, simple messaging app that I got to use. Um, in the first place as one of those volunteers at the haunt. So I've got that experience under my belt of actually being a user of it. And I've seen it grow over the years into you know, costume management tool, um, makeup management tool, and of course, you know, background checks. And, you know, we also take a consideration of all of our our customers, their feedback and their input, because quite honestly, you know, without running a haunt, um, actively and owning a haunt, we do need their feedback of things that could be enhancements, things that um, they're looking for. We do run many businesses, but not specifically the haunt. So we love hearing from our customers and try to, uh, of course, work on the things that are popping up the most. 
Now, Jim, I know that you had mentioned that you had used Haunt Scheduler in the past. What were the problems you were having with Mall, which I believe you were using it for, prior to using them versus when you were using them? Well, you know, the thing was, is at the time I was using them, I had multiple haunts that I was scheduling for. And just emailing people left and right and telling them where they're going was really not conducive to to my my business plan at the time. So that's why I signed up with Haunt Scheduler. And it made things easier for me because I could keep track of who went where every weekend so that everybody got paid properly. Uh, and for two years, I did that. And I have absolutely no complaints about Haunt Scheduler. You guys were awesome. You, you were, I remember that now. You were sending people to multiple haunts every night. It wasn't just going to one and sometimes different states. And exactly. I assume they had different tax laws in different states and things like that. I had, you know, I was sending people to Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. So these guys, haunt scheduler really made it, it brought everything together and made, it was easier for me to track what was going on. And I appreciate you guys for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, Jonna, as the only haunt owner out here, I assume you probably have some questions because at this time, I don't know, what are you using to uh, keep your actors in line and to keep the communications open? Um, usually a really big stick helps to keep them in line. <laughs> but um, <laughs> No, um, basically, I old school, I just have like a, a sheet and I have a haunt mother. And that person's responsibility is to make sure um, that she marks their time in and time out and, um, you know, make sure they're, you know, where they need to be at the particular time and things like that. So she kind of, you know, that's why we call it the haunt mother. And we had tried having people sign in themselves and people would forget and people weren't, you know, it, it, that was kind of crazy. So then I tried, tried last year couple years of one person being responsible for it and it works but still you know kind of cumbersome and then I have to you know click everything in to the excel spreadsheet you know to pay them at the end of the season and stuff um but you know fortunately or unfortunately I don't know which every way you want to look at it I had only about 20 employees but because we're expanding this year I'm going to need some something a little bit better something They'll help me because with the mobile escape room, I'm going to be sending people out with that. They're going to get paid salary versus my haunt people who are going to get paid, you know, per night and um, things like that. So I'm going to be expanding my personnel probably up to 25 or 30 people. And yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to finding out what I can do to help to get some help on, on those aspects. So one of my first questions would be, are you guys internet-based or are you app-based? So does, does my employees need to download an app or what? I was going to say, to who? <laughs> Who's that question? Either one. Whoever wants to answer first. <laughs> uh, Both, yeah, we are, Haunt Scheduler is web-based, so you do need internet in order to um, actively use it in, you know, in the system and pull it up and everything. But you can use it on any device that you have internet on. Okay. Yeah, Cython is the same way. We're also web-based. We have looked into developing an app, and it's on our roadmap. But as of right now, um, it is web-based as well, just like Con Scheduler. Okay. So, what do you do? Do you um, 
just have a tablet or or something kind of in a central location and everybody goes in and clocks in and clocks out there? Uh, for our system, specifically for checking in or checking out, we have a few different ways that you are able to do that feature. Um, so it's a little customizable to however you need to do it for your specific hunt, but you can do it on a computer, you can do it on a phone, you can do it on a tablet. Um, but how you check them in and out can be a little bit customized depending on, uh, what best suits your needs. Okay. Yeah. Very similar for Scython, you know, any, any device that's connected to the internet you can use to, to manage your actors, you know, whether that's a phone, tablet, or a laptop. And then for checking in and out there, you know, multiple options with our system as well. Um, we can allow only managers to sort of have that control. If you don't want your actors to be involved in checking themselves in and out, you can have your managers do that, or you can allow your actors to check in and out if you have like tablets. What we usually did was put a couple tablets in our costume room, and then we would have actors come in and check in at the beginning of each night and then just check out when they leave. Um, and then we also have badges. So our haunts can print badges for each of their actors and they can use that and just scan that to check in and out as well. Like an okay. employee badge? Yeah. Oh, okay. It has a little QR code and you can scan it and it will, it will check them in. Same as if they find their name and, and put in their pin code. And Hot Scheduler does the the same thing. I think we we adopted like when I work and a couple of those other programs looking at ways people were checking in, and that's we kind of grabbed um, some of those features and and made them into Hot Scheduler as they he did also. So. Yeah, that was like three three four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So do um, if you don't use the scanning thing, which I think is awesome. That's a great idea. Is um, does each employee get their own login? For so home scheduler, they do. Um, okay. So when they register to work for you, because um, of course, in order to use them in your system, you need them in there. So they register to uh, to work for you, and they, they, that in turn gives them a personnel login uh, for home scheduler uh, that they can then. Um, have access to things that you determine. Um, so if you want them to have, you know, access to view many things, you can turn that off and on depending on, you know, again, how you want to um, utilize the system. For example, if you pre-schedule, um, you can let them know what they are scheduled into, um, or you can choose not to. <laughs> um, really just what depends on uh, what works for your, for your hunt. So, would you say that both of your systems are highly customizable as oh, far yeah. as what you, you know, there's a lot of options to figure out what works for you. Cause obviously what's going to work for a small haunt is not going to be the same right. thing that works for, you yeah. know, someone who has a, a hundred people, you know, cast. Yeah. That's actually something I say quite often when we're demoing um, and when we're onboarding new customers, I always tell them to reach out to me directly. I said, you know, we would we could have this great FAQ written up on our website and everything. I said, but quite honestly, it'd be a really long web page <laughs> because it's <laughs> like, well, you could do it this way or you could do it this way. Or if you're feeling, you know, this way, you could do it this way. So we really focus more on the hands-on um, training and demoing uh, with people 
and helping them make sure that they use the system the way they need it and offer them options. Um, almost every year I have people come up to us at the show and say, I love it. It's amazing. I just wish it did this. And I'm like, it does. Let me show you. So, you know, we, we really do try to focus on, um, working with people one-on-one and trying to catch everyone. But of course that's difficult. What is the uh, maximum number of people or is there a maximum number of people you can manage? I mean, there are haunts out there obviously with literally hundreds of employees than not just actors, but you know, is there a set number? Ours is unlimited. Um, when we first launched, uh, we were doing some of the Rob zombie haunts and there was like three Ooh, or 400 actors in the two locations. Cause there was one in Arizona and one in Chicago. And that was one of our first big customers. And yeah, we can, we can handle it. It's, it's not easy, but I mean, it's a lot of load on the servers when all that stuff's going on, but we can handle it. And that's certainly what drives a lot of the customizable features because, you know, what might work for a haunt of 400, you know, needs to be a little different for a a haunt of 50. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So Scython has different tiers for different sizes of haunts, everything from small to unlimited and The way that we see our smaller haunts using the platform is very different from a lot of the larger haunts, you know, so having the ability to fully customize what your recruitment process looks like and sort of how you are interacting with the platform and using the platform very much varies from customer to customer. So we want them to be able to have that ability to customize it, however it works for their haunt and not have to change their processes at their haunt to fit the software. We want our platform to be able to work with their existing processes. So I heard you use the recruitment. What do you, what do you mean by your recruitment platform? So um, if you've ever used something like Google Forms, the, the first thing that most haunts will do when they create a new account is they will customize their recruitment form. So it has a list of, of options and ways to customize it. You essentially set it up to be able to collect whatever information you need to collect, you know, all the information about the actor, emergency contact, any preferences. If you decide that you want to use scheduling, you can start, you know, asking them what dates are available to work. If you add your shifts to the platform. So really getting all of that set up so that you can then post that link out on your social media website, wherever you recruit actors, and then they will fill out that recruitment form and you'll have all that information in the platform. So does that just link up to your website? I mean, like, Oh, like my website, I would just have a, a link on my website to go for them to go in and fill that out. Absolutely. You would get a custom URL. So once you publish your recruitment form, you'll get a, a custom URL. So say your your haunt name is, you know, Scary Woods. It would be scarywoods.scython.io. And you would just share that link out to your prospective actors. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what kind of reporting do you guys have available? Like, you know, one of the things I'd run into is, you know, got a uh, hundred actors or so, and uh, you know, it's 10 of seven, you know, is there a way for them to check in that uh, who's got makeup and who might be at their scene to know if we can run something early or where we're standing uh, with, um, you know, if we need a delay or anything with that uh, for getting things going, do you have that type of reporting uh, haunt scheduler first? 
Um, as far as reporting, it's not necessarily a, a reporting feature. It's more of like a status feature is what we call it, where once they check in, um, we have a status board that you can pull up on your phone, a tablet, a computer, ideally a, a TV that's placed in some sort of main area or whoever wants to look at it. Um, and on the board is a, a status of who has uh, checked in. And then from there, um, our makeup and costume module um, uh, part of the system, if that is active in the system, allows you to say whether or not a position has costume and or makeup, which therefore when the person checks in for that assignment can be notified for makeup. So you've got your makeup artist in the makeup area watching the status board, seeing that, okay, I've got somebody who can come in for, you know, is ready for makeup. They press a button, it sends a text message to that individual that, you know, makeup chair one is ready for them. And then also the manager can see, or, you know, wherever that status board is that that person is now in makeup, it updates them when the makeup is finished. And then of course, when they are ready to go. So you don't have that um, congestion in the makeup area that always seems to naturally happen. All right. Can that, can, can that information, uh, the actors be grouped at all, like by houses or, 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 you know, Not by currently that's something, uh, that we're working on with it. I mean, we are working on some things that are on the back end that we have yet to release. It's just time and budget that has constrained us. Um, there's other organization, um, within that, of course you can structure your, your, um, haunt by attraction by rooms and positions um but not the makeup part of it and zython has a very similar view um and again it's not necessarily a report we do have a lot of different customizable reports that you can run uh, but as far as seeing the status of your actors we have a page that you can you know display whether it's on a tv or whatever you know the managers just have tablets that will update in real time so you can see who is checked in, you know, who still, who still isn't there. Um, I'm trying, what was the other question? Uh, if uh, the actors can be grouped by like houses or. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can um, organize your actors in a couple of different ways in Cython. You can organize them first by attraction. So you can set up your attractions and then group them into those attractions. And then you can also put them into a tier based on their role. So for example, we'll have a lot of haunts will have like an actor tier, maybe a, a section lead or team lead tier, uh, you know, ticketing, support staff, parking staff will be a tier and they can be paid different rates. So when you go to run your reports, regardless of where they're physically assigned, you can run a report based on their job. So your actors may get paid different than your, your ticket booth staff. And you can, you can do that when you set up your reports. And Han Scheduler has very similar reporting system <laughs> and <laughs> all those capabilities. Yeah, there's definitely probably a lot of overlap between our platforms in that regard. So well, let's talk like about, yeah, usually if I want to know if someone's there at my haunt, I just holler. Um, you know, advantage again of having a small haunt. Um, <laughs> so what do you guys do as far as Payroll. I mean, can you run the actual payroll um, from your 
your systems or do they integrate with something like QuickBooks or how do, how do you do that? With ours, we have a QuickBooks export. Um, and then we also have a generic export that will export, you know, first and last name. We don't allow the storage of um, social security numbers, but we do uh, employee ID, birth date, those type of things that you can export with the total number of hours. And then usually people submit it to their payroll or they'll use the QuickBooks uh, integration. And we, I mean, you can put rates and different things in there too, because we have customizable um, questions that you can assign to, you know, the the class, the personnel, so to speak. Um, so you can be a little flexible in, in the things that you need for your payroll. Okay. What but about you, Jess? Nothing confidential. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, Cython has has that feature as well. Um, if you run a payments report, um, as, as well as any report, you can export any report as a PDF or a spreadsheet. And it can be imported into any accounting software like QuickBooks. So how tech savvy do you need to be to do your use your programs? I feel like I'm pretty tech savvy, but I know a lot of people who are not. So would it be just as easy for me to use versus, you know, anybody else? I think so, but I think we're a little too closely uh, related to <laughs> to it to kind of define that. Um, I would say that we don't usually have a lot of issues with people picking it up. Sometimes um, I don't hear from anyone and they get started just fine. Um, sometimes I hear from people more than others. And I think that probably lends to, you know, how tech savvy they are or are not. Um, we give pretty detailed startup instructions um, with ours. Um, so as long as you read, <laughs> um, which, you know, nobody, nobody likes to read is a running joke of mine. But um, yeah, so we have instructions. And of course, I try to encourage everybody to reach out to me to, to get a little one on one, um, just to make sure they understand everything. But yeah, no, I think it's very friendly. Yeah, and Cython was developed to be user-friendly, and we put a lot of time and effort into making sure that it was quick to pick up and learn, because when you're out, you know, standing in a parking lot or wherever with 80 people standing around you, asking you questions, wanting to check in, and you're trying to, you know, get information and manage them from your phone, you want it to be easy and simple to do. So we tried to focus our efforts around making everything as easy as possible. So for sure. That's good. I want to remind you all, you are listening to the round table of terror here on the big scary show. We are talking about managing your actors with our guests, Sarah and Matt Ruder with haunt scheduler, Justin Blackburn with Cython, our usual co-hosts. We're going to take a very short break here and we will be right back. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com 
and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror with our very special guest, Justin Blackburn from Scython, Sarah and Matt Reuter from Haunt Scheduler, our normal hosts. And I have a question that people have been telling me for the last three years, ever since COVID has started, the one of the biggest issues haunt owners all around the country are having is recruiting and keeping actors. Um, I know that's, you know, you guys may not do direct recruiting, you know, let the haunt owners take care of that. But how do you guys go to a haunt owner, a potential subscriber or otherwise and say, here's how we can help you keep your actors. Here's how we can help manage your actors so you don't have to worry about them. Do you guys have a solution for everyone saying nobody wants to work anymore? <laughs> wow. I, I think uh, I think we'd be doing really well if we had a solution <laughs> to that. Um, yes, we can definitely definitely sympathize with them um, running our own um, other brick and mortar businesses. We definitely definitely feel that that pain and frustration. So, I mean, quite honestly, we just share, you know, some of, some of our experiences and some of the things that we've tried to do holistically just as employers. Um, but I will say that with attracting, um, certainly the technology aspect of using Haunt Scheduler is going to attract, um, your, um, younger generation. And even, I mean, not even the younger ones, really. I mean, tr- uh, technology is so much a part of our lives anymore that it would attract anyone. Um, I can remember a recent employer that I had that was still using, um, you know, paper stuff for payroll. And I was like, what? You know, so I mean, that does make a difference when you are attracting uh, talent that you do have this technology to use, it, it does say that you value them and you value your company. So I think it sends the right message with that. And as far as attracting, I think, um, or retaining, I guess I should say, is that the customizable um, ways that you can use Haunt Scheduler for tracking, for like rewards, for notes, for, for anything that you can mention or write down about the employee um, will certainly help, I think, retain them, whether or not it's a rewards program or even taking into consideration that you care about who their emergency contact is and you want to know what allergies they have and you want to take these notes and and know these things about them because you care about them as an employer will definitely help. Yeah, and I would say the same thing. If we had a, a magic wand that we could help haunt owners be able to attract all of the best actors, we would certainly yeah, we'd be the best in the business, but it is tricky, especially after COVID, not only finding actors, but retaining actors. Um, you know, so we've put out several blog posts about ways to help retain your actors and keep talent. Um, and I think once you kind of get them in the door, you know, making sure that you are meeting your actors where they're at and providing them, you know, with the benefits, all the benefits that you can to keep them is definitely um important for haunt owners and managers. And I think one of the uh, the issues that a lot of them are having is, especially in areas that I'm in, is we're basically going to take who we can get. And I noticed that both of you provide background checks as, as a service. I mean, uh, that's, 
that's unfortunately becoming a very important part of the haunt industry as opposed to, you know, just hiring people because, you know, we don't want to have that person working for us that may have, you know, some, some questionable background. Um, when you do a background check and I don't know the cost of a standard background check, I mean, is it, is it cheaper to go through a service like yours or is it cheaper for a haunt owner to conduct them on their own? I, I would assume it'd be cheaper, but do you, do you wrap that in with the cost of, of using your services? Well, with haunt scheduler, we use, uh, background checkology. Yeah. Background checkology. And we hand that off to the haunt owner and then they can do two different models to where they have the actor pay for the background check or they pay for it. So, I mean, I don't even really know the the cost of it because I didn't, that wasn't something that we wanted to get involved with. It was more of a tool for the haunt owner to utilize within their system of, well, here's all my actor manager, all my personnel. It just makes sense to put that part of it. So it's more of an organizational tool and a way to start that process than actually housing the entire process of it within Haunt Scheduler. Yeah, with Scython, we have an integration with Checker, which is one of the leading background check providers. And you know, we, we provide that integration where you can set up your Checker account, tie it back to your Scython account, and then you can, once you have the background checks enabled, um, you can select all the actors that you want to run a background check on. And then Checker sort of takes it from there. They'll send out emails to all of those actors for more information, you know, like social security number and things that we don't necessarily store in our platform. Um, and then once the actor kind of signs and checks all the boxes on their end, then the background check, the process starts there. And then as soon as results are available, that shows up back within the Siphon platform. Um, But as far as fees go, that is outside of our platform. We let that um, go through Checker. And I think it depends on the package that you choose based on the price. Sure. Don't you think that if you do a background check on one employee, you should do them on all? Um, I think initially it's probably a good idea to do a background check on all employees but in your subsequent years you may not necessarily feel the need to run the background checks on people that have worked for you before true true you're you're you probably have your family involved too so you may not want to run a background check on your wife or your husband or your kids that that oh, might not. sound a little well maybe yeah. but you know yeah, you're gonna find stuff you don't want to know <laughs> yeah hey, i want to make I sure i don't need to know that <laughs> i want to make sure cousin eddie doesn't have a uh, larceny record yeah <laughs> in some cases it's required depending on where the haunt is um operating i know that we were operating out of a public city park and one of the requirements of our lease was that we had to run a background check on every single person, and that included the owners and managers. So the owner had to run a background check on himself and provide that to the city. <laughs> well, I hope he didn't find anything that kept him from working there. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been screwed on that one. <laughs> so tell us, like, what kind of things have people brought to you and say, these are the issues I'm having? Um, do you have any... Um, interesting stories or scenarios that you've come across in the years you've been doing this? I mean, we've, I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, you hear about all the uh, haunt relationships that 
happen. <laughs> um, but I mean, not anything that really sticks out. I mean, one of the good features that we have uh, is the the emergency contact information and whatnot, and the ability to quickly look up something. Uh, we had an actor that was not supposed to be placed in or around uh, strobe lights, and they were stuck in a room to where every time the door opened up, the the strobe light from the other room and he started seizing and quickly we were able to quickly call the ambulance and then the emergency contact and everything. So that's one of the, the, the good features that we've noticed with it. And then we also have a roll call check that if there is a fire or whatever, it will show everybody that was clocked in at the, at the time that you can look at that list and then say that they're present. I mean, those are the, the yeah, features that we've kind of. Fortunately, I don't think we've ever had anybody happen to use that. But I think generally speaking, um, without trying, like thinking of a specific story, what comes to mind is we usually get these younger actor managers who are new in their role and are looking or, you know, have gotten these tactics and these ways of doing things handed down to them from the, the predecessors. And of course they're frustrated and they're looking for something better. And they get super excited when we talk to them about the solutions that we can provide of something that, that, that is tech-based, something that they're used to using and maybe their other job or other, other ways, um, and they're so happy that they have finally found something that they can they can get on board with and will save them a lot of time and headaches. So that is probably what the majority of the the story that I hear over overall in talking to people and meeting people. Yeah, I can't say I have any, you know, you know, fantastic stories to share. Um, you know, obviously having all of the tools that you need to be able to communicate and manage and assign and work with your actors in one place is going to be beneficial, especially for new managers and, you know, people that have multiple responsibilities, which is the case with almost every haunt. No one just has one role. Everyone has like five roles, but then they have 10 more that get added on by the end of the season. So trying to make sure that everyone is being most efficient with their time is kind of one of the goals that we set out to, to solve. Has anyone come up to you with a, a request that you either went like, no, or no, we can't do that, or ew, or, you uh, know, some kind of really crazy idea that has, has you'd never heard uh, of before? I mean, usually we're accommodating. I mean, it's stuff like, can you make it so Social Security, you can put Social Security numbers in, and it's like, I really don't want that responsibility and that liability. I mean... I mean, we have the program and we sell it and everything, but it's not making us millionaires. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> we enjoy doing what we're doing and giving back to the haunt industry. I mean, it's like I said, it's not going to pay our retirement. That's for sure. <laughs> We've talked a lot tonight on how your uh, platforms can help uh, regarding actors. What are some of the uh, solutions that you offer that can help in the operation side, like managing costumes, uh, makeup, uh, even uh, getting a punch list for repairs? Uh, Justin, what about you? Uh, yeah, so we do have a costume management built into our platform. So you can um, 
add all of your costumes into the platform, any descriptions, um, other information. You can take a picture so that you have a full list of everything that you have and then sort of the status, whether or not it's active or out for repair. And then you can assign those to actors. Uh, and then if you enable what we call dynamic scheduling, um, which is where actors potentially can be assigned to a different role each night, then you can assign those costumes to each position and then whatever actor is assigned to that position has that costume. Um, and then as far as um, punch list for the end of the night, we have a communication module within the platform where um, you, know, you can send communication messages back and forth, pictures and whatnot. Um, so that can definitely be used for that. The pictures is that, that's a that, that's a great concept with that because I that, that that always be half the night is the actor trying to explain what they broke and then uh, go in the next morning and oh no you know, we needed a hammer and saw we didn't need a screwdriver to fix this they completely did not explain it well uh, what about haunt scheduler what what um, options do you guys have for operations with your platform yeah so about um, I think we came out with the costume and makeup modules um, about five or six years ago. And it works very similar um, to where you can input your list of costumes, uh, descriptions, pictures. Um, you can assign them to positions. So then therefore they are checked out to the actor. Um, so you know who last had it. So if it doesn't come back, you can track it down. You can also uh, manage the costumes by marking them in repair or damaged um, the same way. Um, usually I try to ease people into the, the job of creating an inventory for their costumes because of course it is daunting. Um, so usually I suggest just starting with your most expensive props and do, uh, starting with that, like your masks or something that tends to walk off a lot. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, the reduction in, in that happening, um, usually happens as well. Um, we also have makeup inventory management and makeup looks. Um, in our experience, um, you know, your actor may say that they get a certain makeup look and that might not be correct. So the makeup uh, department can set up the looks for uh, specific positions, um, such as like your cue line, perhaps, um, take pictures of those and then also keep track of inventory that they need for those looks. So um, ordering can take place and you're not running out of things. Um, it also is involved with that status board that I talked about with uh, notifying people um, when they are ready for makeup, in makeup and done with makeup. Um, Matt kind of mentioned the emergency list that we have um, that's helpful for operations management. Um, yeah, thank goodness. You know, we really haven't had anybody say that they've had to use that in an emergency. So that's that's awesome. Um, and then the the custom questions um, that you can ask during you know the registration is huge. Um, you can take a lot of administrator notes or put things on the back end that your personnel don't see that you can keep track of classifying your actors. Um, so there's a lot of back end management that you can. Um, do as well. And, you know, of course, make other people user uh, admin users if you need to. So you have more than one you know, person in the platform getting all the information that they need. Any uh, other questions from the hosts? Sure. Actually, uh, you know, a question I, I have with this, um, 
how flexible are these platforms for stuff that might be outside of a haunt for operations? Like if a haunt is doing like a special scaled back uh, spring edition, or if they do a Christmas event, or, you know, if they want to uh, do a Chupacabra festival, can, you know, your platforms be scaled and uh, help them out with uh, other events? Yeah, so Scython is definitely set up both for being able to run for the regular season, specifically for haunts, and then also events. Um, and we do have a season reset uh, option to where you can choose to reset all of your actors' positions, reset costumes, all the statuses. That way, if you want to do that reset between each event, that you know you don't have to manually go through and do that. Uh, the same with the haunt scheduler. We have several haunts that run year round and they do the Valentine, St. Patrick's Day. Um, we've had a few other places use this like uh, festivals. Um, we use Renaissance it. Fairs. Renaissance fairs. I mean, the circus. The circus. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of other applications that can it can be used for. Also, uh, we had a lawn service that used us for a little while. So, yeah, was it, you can reset was it a things. Yeah. Was it a haunted lawn service? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. It was just yeah. someone that found us on the internet and gave us a call <laughs> and stuff. So, but yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually pretty great. Having, having, having had issues with getting lawn service scheduled, that's, a, that's actually somebody was smart on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of pricing structure do each of you offer? Is it by season? Is it by user? It's per year for us. Um, no uh, numbers. Not, not a system that you you want to start using in September. <laughs> we yeah. encourage everyone to uh, get used to it and use it all year round. So it is an annual subscription. And then we do packages to where it's like certain features. So yeah. um, and then we we strip off like costume and makeup because there's haunts out there that just want specifically to manage their actors to just know who their actors are they don't schedule them into rooms and positions and then we add the costume and makeup module and then uh, a team lead which gives your uh, managers or your team leads the ability to converse and group their employees or their actors together to where they can kind of converse together and 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 schedule them into their own rooms and positions. So we kind of break it down that way by feature. And, and I would assume that, like you just said, September is probably not the time to start doing this. So what is a good lead time? If I'm interested in doing this, is June now the time to uh, start talking to either of you or July? How long would it take to normally set up send out the training materials that I assume you do not visit on site. So everything's done either by phone, zoom meeting, or, you know, internet media and all that. I mean, we kind of focus on, um, trans world. So we try to get a lot of people to buy at trans world. So they have the, that time, I would say at least a month and a half before you actually start your recruitment process that way you can get everybody in on a zoom call or everybody that's involved with it. So they ask their questions because usually there's always going to be that one person that absolutely hates the idea of 
putting the information on a web page and they're worried about security and all that stuff to kind of ease those people so they can ask the questions and see what what's going on with the program. Yeah, because I mean, the program, sure, you're going to have probably one person in charge of it, but it really is a system that, you know, all your managers, all the people who need to know different things can be admin users within it and get access to the same information. Yeah, I agree. Um, Obviously, you want to set it up before you start any sort of recruiting efforts, ideally not the day before you start recruiting, although I have had haunts that have signed up and then the next day I see they've posted their recruitment form and they're accepting new actors. So you certainly can do that, um, but we recommend as much time as possible just to get familiar with the platform and get everything set up, get it customized the way it will work for your haunts. And then to answer the earlier question, Scython is also an annual subscription and we offer plans based on the size of the haunt. So our small plan, for example, is up to 20 hired actors and staff and it goes all the way to the unlimited plan. And are those plans based on the day they subscribe or do you, you know, start at Transworld or at, you know, time of service rendered or, you know. No, so it's just, if, for example, if you were to subscribe to our small plan, it will give you up to 20 actors and staff. If you, once you have, you know, 25 people in the system, you'll get a little notice that you need to upgrade to the next plan. Okay. And this, I guess the same question is you, you do not come out to what, to the haunt and see what they do. You do everything online as far as communications and everything. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We, we will set up demos and um, video calls with anyone that has any questions, but we typically don't visit the haunts unless they're nearby. I do have a few haunts that are within about an hour or two of, of me okay. that I've visited. And, I will, and how- we will gladly travel <laughs> any, any haunts because I love to see the back end of things and I like acting also. So I'll bring my character to guest acts. This is Matt's pitch. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I will gladly come to any haunt. And also, I mean, after seeing so many haunts, it's good to pass on information and see where yeah. they're having bottlenecks. I, yeah, I love it's, doing it's that. Very helpful for us to visit other haunts. We were um, up helping Hell's Gate and Statesville when Statesville was still operational. Again, they were closer to us. Um, Georgetown Morgue out in Seattle. Um, Aura, which is a new one local to us that we've gone out and helped. Um, we've certainly offered um, the service to local people as well. 13th but, Gate and, uh, yeah. and down there. So in Rise, I mean, we're really good friends with them. That would be an awesome yes. goal. I would love to travel the month of October. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, maybe you can offer that as a service for a nominal fee down in yeah. the future. There you go. Uh, how different is the, uh, the haunt? <laughs> <laughs> if if I was a haunt owner and I had you know the haunted house, but then I also wanted to add, I don't know, axe throwing or. You know, as John is doing now, adding an escape room, is that just something that you kind of add on to the subscription or do you have to manage that a completely different way because it's not costuming and, and it's just training, you know, that kind it's of really, stuff. it's really no okay. change. It's just training and changing the way that you operate it. Yeah, most of the times it would not require an additional subscription unless you were really getting, you know, 
really wanting to keep it separate or, or something else. I mean, that we would just ask a lot of questions of, you know, how, how, what our end goal is and what do we want things to look at, but more often than not, it would just be an extension of it. And we, we do have some people who prefer to have separate ones and they do have separate ones with us. Um, but then have some people that utilize the same one for multiple different things. Yeah, see, like a lot of the people who are going to be working my escape room during the off season will also be working the haunt during haunt season. So they're the same employee, but they're going to have different rates depending on what they're doing. Yeah. So I could, I could do that. Yeah. You can keep that separated. Um, You can organize it by an attraction level. So you can have your escape uh, mobile escape as an attraction, and then you could have the haunt as an attraction and then go from there as well, just to keep it organized within haunt scheduler. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Would I be able to do the same thing with yours? Yep. I would have the exact same advice that Sarah said. I would um, create a separate attraction for the escape room or whatever the event was that you were doing. And then just assign the actors over to that attraction while you're doing the event. And then for the regular season, you can assign them wherever they're going to be. Okay. So I think we're probably going to be wrapping up soon. So I want to get in my really tough question okay without without talking about your product what is one bit of advice you would give to haunt owners about managing their staff and it has nothing you can't say anything about your program oh that's easy yeah y'all want to go first you want me to go first oh it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) justin you go first all right um I would say, honestly, just find a tool or set of tools that will allow you to be organized because so many problems are avoidable just because of disorganization and different managers or directors don't necessarily aren't in communication or in line. So having the right tools that everyone understands and knows how to access can definitely benefit everyone as far as making it a, you know, organized and successful season. I, I think that's great advice. What about you guys? Yeah, I would definitely echo, echo the organization part. Um, there's nothing like disorganized chaos. Um, but the first thing that came to my mind was communication, um, which of course is is right next to organization because if people know and are communicated with and they know what they're supposed to do, however that method is, um, things will run smoothly. Um, I don't know if Matt has a different opinion on that or not. <laughs> um, I What I'd really say is I know there's a lot of haunts that have operated for a very long time and they've done it the same way every year, but it really doesn't hurt to listen to the younger, newer person to listen to their ideas because a lot of times the youth nowadays, they look at things a lot differently and they will point out things that you really haven't thought about. I mean, it's older and wiser is always good, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's things to be learned from the younger crowd too. Yeah. Don't be afraid of change. That's all great <laughs> advice. Good yeah, question. Applies, old good question. Yeah. Good uh, question. What Matt said <laughs> definitely applies not only to the haunt industry, but other industries too. Like that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like Jonna said, we do need to start winding this down. So are, are there any final questions from the hosts or the guests? If not, we definitely want to thank Justin Blackburn of Scython, Sarah and Matt Reuter from Haunt Scheduler, 
This is the part of the show we normally call the plugs. So for people wanting more information about their services, uh, Justin, let's start with you. For people wanting to know more about Cython, I know you said, uh, well, I know you were at Fear Expo, but will you be vending at Fear Expo next year and or Transworld, both, neither? And how can people get a hold of you if they don't see you in person at a trade show or convention? Yes, we will definitely be at Fear Expo 2024, and we also plan on attending Transworld. Um, and then anyone interested in trying out Cython, we do have a 30-day free trial. Like I mentioned earlier, you can go on our website, Cython.io, and that's S-I-T-H-O-N.io. All right. Matt, Sarah, how can people get more information at Haunt Schedule? I know you have been at Transworld many, many years Will you be attending Transworld or Fear Expo or any other shows this year or next year? And how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, um, so no plans right now for um, any shows the rest of this year. Uh, we will definitely be attending Transworld 2024, where we will celebrate our 10-year anniversary. So watch out. I think <laughs> you need to do something huge. <laughs> um, I'm all about it. You can find us at hauntscheduler.com where we also provide a link to do a free 30-day trial. Um, and of course, our contact information is on the website as well. Yep. And we have a Facebook. Facebook, also. Instagram. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Justin Blackburn, Sarah Reuter, Matt Reuter, we want to thank you very much for coming on and talking about this. This is an this is a topic a lot of people in the haunt industry don't discuss when they talk about what's the problems with your haunt. It's always, oh, my actors and oh, my props and oh, my, you know, building permits. They never really talk about costuming or how to manage them or how to manage, you know, getting people there on time and in costume and on places. And, and the services you guys provide are very much these days, especially invaluable to the industry. But I, we could not do this also without our great hosts, including Storm. What fantastic tools we have now. I, I wish I had this stuff like 15 years ago. It would have uh, cured many a restless night of figuring out actors, where they belong if we got enough people. And, you know, the problems of something I like to refer to as farm math. This, this could have solved farm math completely. Mm being a, a haunted trail on a farm, I can only imagine going into details about farm math. Mm. Meat Hook Jim. I said earlier, Haunt Scheduler took, gave me the tools to take a lot of headaches. So, and, and, and now you have other things causing headaches, but we won't discuss those either. <laughs> also want to thank Jonna, the old crone. Thank you all for coming on, but I want to say in advance, happy Father's Day to all of the haunt daddies out there. Oh, my name is Drew Badger in Charlotte. I just want to say that in the past week, all five of members of my family now have jobs, including my three kids. They're all working different schedules, and we do not have enough vehicles to shuffle them around. I may be calling one of you two to figure out how to fix this scheduling <laughs> nightmare that is my life. This is, scheduler. This is the Roundtable of Terror here on The Big Scary Show.
to go. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We're live at FrankenCon here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're having a grand time talking to all the folks out here who are out vending and promoting their stuff, selling their stuff. And somebody that's out here promoting are the Smoky Mountain Fan Fest. That's going to be coming up in August at the Sevierville Convention Center, Sevierville, Tennessee. It is also a multi-fandom fan-type con, but they are also going to have a nice little horror element with some really cool names and some really cool guests. And I've got Richard Bourne. Richard Bourne, who happens to be one of the uh, co-owners of this show, I believe. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good today. How are you? Oh, not too bad. We're just hanging out, talking to a bunch of folks. You know, when I met you guys yesterday, you guys had mentioned this is going to be your fourth year doing this, and you're at the Sevierville Convention Center. Um, will Bucky's be open in Sevierville at the time? That's probably going to be the big question. I believe that it will be. Oh, my goodness. I think so. If it is, I know I'll probably go there first. And that's literally just a stone's throw away from the convention center. It is, yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about Smoky Mountain Fan Fest. How'd you guys get started? And you guys have, like, exploded in growth, it looks like, over the past four years. We have definitely exp- exploded in growth. We actually started out in Newport, Tennessee. Uh, we started out in an old Rite Aid building. Um, huh. And it was very small, and now, uh, you know, we did uh, the past two years in uh, Gatlinburg uh, in Pigeon Forge, uh, and we exploded there, uh, and now we're even bigger at the Sevierville uh, Convention Center. So, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So, go big or go home is what they say. You know, you got to keep, if you're not growing, you're not growing. So, you know, who are some of the big names that you've got coming here, you know? I see people like, you know, Felissa Rhodes. I see people like David Howard Thornton. Of course, you know, everything is tentative right now. Cards subject to change, obviously, at any convention. But who are some of the bigger names that people can come in and meet? Oh, definitely uh, Grace uh, Van Dien will be there from Stranger Things. We've got some really cool stuff planned with her. Um, we also have Joey Fatone and Murr coming. Uh, they're kind of a partner group. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So... Uh, we also have Ross McQuard from The Walking Dead. He's a blast. Scott Ennis from Scooby-Doo. So. It, it just sounds like it's going to be... And again, it's not a it's not a horror con. It is a multi... You, you, will you have cosplayers or contests going on? Or are you going to have panels? Are you going to have you know movie screenings? What, what can we expect uh, if we buy a ticket and go in? Well, you can expect a lot of fun, first off. It, it's going to be a blast. Uh, we're definitely going to be having a cosplay contest. There will be panels... Um, I'm actually going to be on one of the panels for authors, so because I'm also the uh, author of the Bizarre Events at Helmet Elementary. Uh, last year, I brought Jackson Robert Scott with us uh, from It and Lock and Key. Um, this year, I'm bringing in a few people, but we haven't announced them yet, so I can't, okay. can't say them yet. <laughs> well, hopefully, as you get more announcements, you can certainly let us know here on The Big Scary Show. For people wanting information on the Smoky Mountain Fan Fest, again, August 12th, or 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Sevierville Convention Center, literally right off I-40, and probably, you know, within a stone's throw of the world's largest Bucky's, assuming it's open on time. How can people get more information? I assume tickets are on sale now. Where can people get, you know, websites, social medias, etc.? Well, uh, they can go online to our website, www.smokymountainfanfest.com. Um, we have an Instagram. Uh, just look up Smoky Mountain. 
FanFest, and then we also have a Facebook, uh, and we do live giveaways on Facebook every now and then. So. so, Do you have a regular schedule as far as, like, live streaming that where you do the giveaways, or are these just posted giveaway type things? They are normally posted giveaway type things, so... Uh, and it's normally done by Ty, who's the, the main owner. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So remember, folks, SmokyMountainFanFest.com. Get your tickets now. It looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. If you like cosplay, if you like anime, if you like horror, and why are you listening here if you don't, you know, if you like you know fantasy, sci-fi, all this cool stuff, get out to Sevierville in early August. Check them all out. Mr. Bourne, a pleasure to speak to you here on the Big Scary Show. I wish you nothing but success for this. My name is Drew Badger here at FrankenCon, and we are out. Hi, my name is Justin, and I am from Scython Actor Management Platform, and you are listening to the Big Scary Show. Passion is what drives us. The passion to be the best. For over 10 years, that passion has taken us from eBay to becoming the driving force in the haunted house industry. And we are just getting started. From flex props to nine foot giants, great details, great looks, and great pricing is the foundation we are built on. Our heart beats Halloween and haunts. We are a creepy collection. Let us deliver our passion to your haunted attraction this season. CreepyCollection.com Now that's creepy. Greetings, listeners, listeners, and welcome. welcome. Watch out, don't trip over that torso. torso. It's time time for Between between the the corpses. Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. As we continue our journey down tortures and executions, we're going to talk about cheating the gallows. Gathered around the foot of the scaffold were mothers, brothers, and sweethearts of the convicted, hoping for a miracle. By fate or unusual endurance, some got their wish. Sometimes those sent to hang were saved by a last-minute reprieve delivered with the thundering arrival of a messenger on horseback. There was the possibility that the accused would somehow survive the hanging. Many attempted resuscitation of the cut-down victims, few were successful. John Smith, hanged on December 12, 1705, was cut down after hanging for seven minutes. A reprieve was delivered and his death was no longer necessary or desirable. He was carried to a warm bed for the gory treatment of bloodletting and made a full recovery. Half-hanged Smith, as he became known, was not a reformer, reformed character and found himself before the Old Bailey on at least two further occasions. His ultimate fate is unknown. In 1728, Margaret Dickinson of Musselburgh, Scotland, was found guilty of murdering her newborn infant and hanged. Only when friends were carting her body home did she revive. As they approached the coffin, its lid moved slightly, 
When they opened it, she sat upright, and they fled in fear. Defying all odds, William Duell showed no signs of life after being hanged in 1740 until he was transported to the surgeon's table. Only there did an assistant notice he was breathing. The London Daily Post and General Advertiser reported, He came so much to himself as to sit up in a chair, groaned very much, and seemed in great agitation, but could not speak. When he had recovered his senses, Duell said he had been to a paradise. Perhaps for the benefit of the lawmakers, he said an angel had forgiven him his sins. Hangman William Calcraft offered his own version of the last gasp to the people of Lancaster, whom he carried out executions at the castle. When you are tied up and your face turned to the castle wall and the trap falls, you see its stones expanding and contracting violently. And a similar expansion and contraction seems to take place in your own head and breast. Then there is a rush of fire and an earthquake. Your eyeballs spring out of their sockets. The castle shoots up in the air and you tumble down a precipice. Few stories are as haunting as that of John Lee, a murderer who prayed in Babacombe, southwest England. On February 23, 1885, he stood on the gallows at Exeter Prison. Yet when hangman James Barry pulled the lever to open the trap, nothing happened. Without the weight of the condemned man, the trapdoor worked perfectly. A second attempt was made, but again the door would not move. The scene degenerated into farce, with the baffled Barry and colleagues jumping on the trapdoor as Lee stood bound and hooded. Lee was allowed to live in recognition of the trauma he had suffered. His sentence was commuted to life and he served 22 years before being released. The next day, news newspapers told of the man they couldn't hang. It was an affecting experience for Barry, who had no explanation for the equipment failure and was later known to seek confessions to soothe his conscience. In 1945, a former prisoner claimed that the carpenter convict working on the trap door instructed Lee to stand on a deliberately warped board to prevent it opening. This supposes Lee had nerves of steel, trusting his fate to the slight movement of one piece of wood. Wow. Okay. I think the 1945 date was a little wrong, but that's just a typo. Anyway, um, people that have escaped the gallows. Catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Richard Bourne with uh, the Smoky Mountain Fan Fest from uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. And you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Michael Graves and Gotham Road. Seasons of the Witch on The Big Scary Show.
General Pictures presents The Dead Are Alive, starring Samantha Egger, Alex Cord, and John Marley. Behind eyes of fire, terror strikes to revenge desire. And there is no place to hide when the dead are alive. In color, rated R. Hello, everybody. Drew Badger here. We're live at FrankenCon here in Knoxville, Tennessee, hanging out with all the cool kids and you know, we've already seen Todd Patton out here from Dread Hollow down in Chattanooga, but let's find a local haunted attraction owner who just happens to have a great haunted attraction called Screamville right up the road in Knoxville, Tennessee. Doug Cox, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Drew. Good to see you. Always good to see you. I, I understand you've had a little medical issue of late, so you've been kind of hopping around here or 
hauling yourself around with crutches. I hope the recovery is going to be done and complete in time for haunt season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a um, to- <clears throat> excuse me, torn meniscus, and um, I'm at week four now, so uh, post-surgery. I got two more weeks, and <clears throat> hopefully I'll be able to ditch these crutches and uh, be back to creating nightmares. Well, it looks like you're drinking some liquid medicine over here during this uh, during this very cool con with a lot of people milling around and everything. So what what do you think of this show? This is in its second year. It's my first time here. What do you think? I love it. Uh, I love I love the uh, the mix of, of guests and vendors. Um, you know, they they they've really pulled in some great great horror guests, and uh, everyone seems to be having a great time and. Um, you know, the more things we can uh, get horror-related in this town, it just feeds the monster. There you go. And, of course, you know, they're playing, you know, theme music from 80s horror movies, it seems like, through the PA. And it, it's kind of cool, too. But let's talk about Screamville Haunted Attraction. Last year, how did you guys do? Uh, we did great. We uh, we did record numbers, and people were enjoying it. More than 21? We did more than 21, wow. yeah. Everybody yeah. did so. so good in 21, they said they either leveled off or dropped slightly. No, it was, it, we went hard on the marketing last year. We, 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 uh, we, we invested in some billboards around town, uh, moved our radio spot up to uh, the end of September. So uh, things went really well for us. Sounds like a plan. And for people who come to Screenville, what can they expect? Are you in actual ville or village? of screaming people I mean, what what can we expect there yeah it is actually people people were people that go through is like it's it's like a little town that's kind of where we we came up with the veal because uh, it is like a little town um, you know you can expect more of the same we're gonna you know we're gonna hit you full force you know we are an outdoor corn maze but uh, with indoor structures so it's outdoor indoor and we're going to expand our midway area this year so uh, there'll be more stuff to do in the midway more photo ops and uh, just an overall scary time. You did not have any weather-related issues last year? No, we, we stayed dry the whole entire uh, month, so it was awesome. wonderful. Now, you have also been known on occasion to bring in some special guests, shall we say, either for signings or anything. Is that going to continue this year? Yeah, that's actually where we're turning the wheels right now. We're, we're looking and seeing about contacting some guests and, and have some people out this October, so definitely stay tuned to our social media and um and web pages, and, and we'll be announcing all that soon. Gee, if only there were some like special guests, like really nearby, that you could talk to in a location very similar to this. Yeah, this is, you know, this is one of the one of the reasons I come out here. I enjoy the vendors and uh, networking, but you know, I, I do talk to a lot of these guests, and I know Felissa Rose from, uh, you know, Sleepaway Camp. We've we've talked numerous occasions about coming to the attraction. So you know, maybe this year. Maybe so. She's a sweet lady and uh, loves her fans, and if you get a chance, go see her at a convention. So for people who may be traveling through Knoxville in late September, early October, or mid to late October, maybe leaf watching, maybe just trying to get from here to there on I-40, passing through Knoxville, Tennessee, and think, you know, we should go see a haunted attraction. How can people get more information about Screamville, which is not too far off I-40? Yeah, we're probably 12 minutes from the interstate uh we're at 6825 Tyndall lane in knoxville tennessee uh, you can find us on um, the internet at www.screamvillehaunts.com and we are on all the social media platforms tiktok instagram facebook and twitter screamville haunted attraction well, we still haven't figured out tiktok for the show yet but i'm glad you've got one because That's what apparently all the kids are doing these days. But, Doug Cox, always a pleasure to have you here on the Big Scary Show. Screamville 
haunts.com. Well, for all your information regarding Screamville Haunted Attraction out here in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee, a lovely time and a lovely area to visit in late September, early October with leaves and haunted attractions. So once again, folks, my name is Drew Badger. We're here at FrankenCon hanging out with the cool kids, and we're out. Ohio Haunted House owners, actors, and enthusiasts, join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. Each year it seems to be a little bit harder to find staff for our haunted houses. And this year is looking to be just as difficult. But once you do get your staff in place, let's make sure you keep them. If you have teenagers on your staff and sometimes they can decide at the last minute to go to their friend's party or the local football game, leaving you short for the night. And sometimes adults aren't much better. So here's some ideas on how to make sure once the hiring is done, the hiring sticks. During the interview process, make it very clear about the time commitment. I put a calendar in front of them with rehearsal and show dates. We discuss any schedule conflicts and how important it is for them to show up when expected. If there is a night they can't be there, make sure you make a note of it so you don't forget to find a replacement. Not only do you need to stress the importance of attendance during the hiring process, but also during the training or orientation. Have clear procedures for wh- about what your employee needs to do if they get sick or have a family emergency. Even more important, tell them the consequences of a no-show, no-call. I have a zero tolerance for that. I tell my staff that while working at a haunt is a lot of fun, it's still a business and it's still a job. I know all of this sounds harsh and corporate, but it's all in the way you present it. So next, let's make sure you reward good attendance with contests or bonuses, special recognition, maybe a special patch. I give my employees a company jacket and they have to work over 70% of the season in order to get one. A friend of mine actually does a, a drawing for anyone who has perfect attendance. Their name gets put into a bowl, and if their name is drawn out, they win $100. That's pretty awesome. Make sure you create an environment that makes them want to be at every show. In real life, things do come up, and staff do have to miss sometimes. And if it does, hopefully they will communicate to you in plenty of time for you to make arrangements to cover their spot. I ask my staff to let me know as soon as possible, but at least an hour before. That allows me mentally time to to prepare for rearranging. You see, I have a very small haunt and a very small staff. So I don't have a large pool of other people to pull from if I have someone out. So here's to hoping everybody has a great year in hiring. Get some great monsters out there. Train them right. 
make them part of your family and make them want to show up and stick around. Until next time, don't forget to stir the cauldron. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Hi, this is Doug Cox from Screamville Haunted Attraction in Knoxville, Tennessee, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We're live at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee, technically Alcoa, but we're having a great time. We're walking around, checking out all the booths and everything. And one of our fine sponsors, VFX Creates member or employee Doug Schaefer told me to look for this gentleman here, Jed Bryan. He is a filmmaker, he's a writer, producer, actor, director, all sorts of things. He's got a movie out right now called unlisted owner that he is promoting out here among many other things jed how you doing doing great shout out to doug by the way (laughs) yeah i gotta get a doug hug from him every time you see him so um tell us a little bit about unlisted owner and what's going on here at frankencon at your booth yeah so uh i am so honored that frankencon has invited me to be a a guest here uh, at the at the convention it's been a great con so far um, Unlisted Owner is an Amazon Top 10 selling horror film that I wrote and directed. Uh, it was released in 2017, and we just recently, last year, came out with the director's cut version. Uh, it, it's on Blu-ray, and also we have VHS copies for the hardcore fans. Oh, nice. Yeah. You, you sure you don't want to bring out the laser discs? Well, I mean, <laughs> laser. I think Unlisted Owner, you can see it anywhere except Betamax and LaserDisc. So those are the two. I know, I know. Sorry, sorry to all the big, big collectors out there. I, I still have a working Betamax. Oh, man. I think there are some people that still can actually make them. I think it's very, very expensive. (laughs) Well, it's been in storage for a long time. But I know it's going to come back, damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, VHS is back, so. (laughs) There you go. So tell us a little bit about, you know, without giving too much plot away, what is the gist of the film? Yeah, Unlisted Owner is a uh, film about toxic friendships and pr- peer pressure, uh, about basically a group so of friends. after school special. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so it's about a group of friends who hear about a family that's been murdered in a house about a mile away from where they're supposed to be camping for the evening. And through a series of poor decisions, they decide to uh, investigate the murders themselves. Oh, boy. And I'm sure a lot of hilarity ensues. Oh, yeah. There's a, a lot of good times inside the house <laughs> once they get there. It's uh, a lot of fun. So this is interesting. You're a top 10 Amazon seller here. How does one get that? I mean, is that something you have to self-promote? Is it just from people buying it or reviewing it? How does how do you make a top 10 list on Amazon? We uh, so basically, uh, Unlisted Owner wrapped in 2013, and it finally we got a distribution deal in 2016, released in 2017. So there was a lot of buildup and anticipation for the film, especially locally. So uh, whenever it came available for pre-order, there was just a lot of people who were anxious to see it, and then all the pre-orders just shot us up to the top 10, and it's just been it's been a wild ride we stayed in the top 100 for like 13 weeks so it was like uh september 
uh, yeah, September, October time. So, like, we were competing against, like, you know, 47 Meters Down had just came out. And, like, the like Ash versus Evil Dead, like, uh, this one of the season sets had came out. So, yeah, we were, like. people like that one. Yeah. So, we're, so, I'm in the top ten with some of those. And it, was, it was just wild to see, you know, Unlisted Owner up there with some, some great quality stuff. So what have you got on the table next? What do you? I mean, is Unlisted Owner two in the works, or is something else going on? Uh, we actually just wrapped on a, a short film called uh, Ghost Train that I uh, that I just recently shot. So uh, we got that. I'm I'm working on editing. Uh, there's also a short film that uh, we're getting ready to send off to be in an anthology called Six Pack of Terror, and then. Um, there is a, uh, I'm working on a feature script, and I also write for a, uh, a YouTube channel called ACM Official that does weekly horror shorts. I think we have about, we have close to 300,000 subscribers. Uh, there's a character called the Smiling Woman that I helped uh, create the character. I actually wrote Smiling Woman 4, I think it's 4 and 5, or 5 and 6. I can't remember which one it is, but it has Felissa Rose's Smiling Woman in those. So. Nice, yeah. and she is a guest here today, you know, yeah. as, as are you. So. Yeah, and I'm wearing the Smiling Woman shirt. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride with the, the YouTube channel for sure. So for people wanting more information about Unlisted Owner, I, I assume go to Amazon or other places. Where can fi- people find out more information about Jed Bryan and upcoming projects and The Smiling Woman and, and all that with websites and social medias and such? Yeah, so if you want to check out the, uh, the YouTube Horror Shorts Weekly, we come out there all, you know, like, you know, very PG for, you know, YouTube, you know, to, to have to play the game. But, uh, yeah, if you type in ASIM Official on YouTube and subscribe to the channel, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you Google me, there's all kinds of information out there. It's kind of wild. You just type in Jed Bryan in Google. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you just type in Jed Bryan, it'll come up. Excellent. Well, Mr. Bryan, I wish you nothing but success with the upcoming movies and everything out there. Again, folks, Google Jed Bryan. That's J-E-D. It's not with a Y. It's with an I. Yes. Jed Bryan. And uh, get out there and order your copy of Unlisted Owner on, of all places, Amazon. Keep them, keep them checks coming, right? There we go. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Absolutely. My name is Drew Badger. We're here at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we are out. They came from another planet to destroy the Earth. Giant spiders, 30 feet tall, clawing, crushing, killing everything in their paths. Never before was anything like them seen on Earth. The government and the military were in shock. Could anyone stop them? Could anyone stop the giant spider invasion? The Rhythm Coffins, Rhythm Coffin Creek, on the Big Scary Show, Big Scary Show, Big Scary Show.
by writer-director Jed Bryan from the Amazon Top 10 selling film Unlisted Owner. Shout out to the Big Scary Show. Hello everybody, Drew Badger here. We are at FrankenCon in Knoxville, Tennessee. We are winding down the, shall we say, the vending portion of the show. It's Saturday afternoon. The vendor floor is starting to pack up and everything. There's a lot of stuff going on tonight. So there's panels and parties and all sorts of mischief and merriment going on. But I wanted to get a couple minutes with the uh, owner, Richard Yule. He was on the show a few weeks ago to promote this show. Let's find out if his hard work and efforts were worth it. Richard, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing... I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> um, I'm tired, but uh, I'm good. Uh, we've... You know, we're wrapping up the second day. It's the last day. So, um, yeah, it's it's been tiring, but a lot of smiles I saw today. So, I mean, from a con point of view, that's all we really want is people to be happy. And it sounds like it was pretty successful. I've seen a lot of people buying things. I've seen a lot of people walking by with packages and autographs from celebrities and you know bags of this and bags of that. So it looks like the vendors seem to be happy and the people who came in here to purchase stuff seem to be happy yeah absolutely like i mean at a show you know not everybody's happy but you try to make them happy if you can you know things are going to happen that's out of our control things are going to happen that you know that maybe we did have control and we made the wrong decision or something happens you know any there's just all sorts of different situations so um you know, but but overall, it's been really great. We've surrounded ourselves with really good people, and they bring in really good people, and then they tell really good people. So it kind of is a spiral effect of, you know, just uh, if you try to get the right people, you know, I, it reminds me of the there's a movie Miracle. It's based on the hockey, the the Olympic hockey yes. team, and where he's like, these aren't the best players, and he's like, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right players, and that's sort of how I feel about the con. Like you just want to put together the right vendors and the right guests and the right everything and even the community, and then it all just kind of comes together. I would be remiss if I didn't give a tremendous shout-out to your staff. There were a lot of Igor shirts walking around. They were making sure that the guests were taken care of. I saw them answering questions all day long, and uh, lots of good people here on your staff as well. So I'm assuming they... uh, they all did their job and hopefully did not run into any big problems. No, no, not at all. And for them, I mean, they're they're great. We we love them all. They're, um, you know, it's a thankless job. Sometimes we we give them as many. Honestly, for a con, you know, we give we basically give them free autographs, which a lot of cons don't necessarily promise. But you know, we work it out with our guests, and our guests are very generous to the volunteers. They know it takes a village. I heard somebody say that. So. Um, uh, we call we we dub everybody the Franken family, and that kind of came out. It sounds kind of cheesy, but it came out. It came about organically, and uh, that's kind of how we've been building things. So, speaking of building things, I assume that with the numbers, when whenever they're crunched and everything, that um, this was the second show, so it was the bride of FrankenCon. Will next year will there be a son of FrankenCon? Um, so it won't be son. Uh, we've 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 talked about that before, but um, because we we want son to be a smaller show, but me and Corey can't agree with that. So uh, we agree what a smaller show means. So uh, we do. I mean, we do have a name in mind. Uh, um, you know, we'll see. If something Franken-Con, I'm assuming. Oh, it's, it, yeah, it's Franken-Con something. So, uh, yeah, we, 
we've uh, yeah we'll always have Frank and Con in the name. So I mean we got I don't know how long we'll be doing this, but if we do it for five or six years, then we'll probably reboot it or something. You know, <laughs> every horror movie needs a remake. You know, uh, not not Everyone all of them. One, but they all get them. <laughs> that, that is true, whether you want to or not. Somebody's rebooting something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one again, congratulate you oh, for having you. a successful you show. Again, a big shout out to your staff. The, the celebrities were great. The vendors were great. Everybody treated everybody very nicely, from what I could tell. We got a lot of great interviews, and we, we thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to come out and see this. Thank you for all the support. You're, you guys are part of the Franken family as well, and we, we, uh, support, we, we, we thank you guys for the support. And, of course, let us know when you have that name for next year, which I assume will be sometime around this time next year, again, yeah, in probably. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'd, it'd be the same venue, same time frame, June. Yep. Excellent. So once again, folks, Drew Badger here, winding down the Big Scary Show's coverage of FrankenCon 2023, and all we can say is, let's head on to 2024. Once again, folks, Drew Badger here. We are out. Ready to dress up your show? Need to pump new life into old props? Just want to show something no one else has? Do what Alice Cooper, Distortions Unlimited, and A-list haunters all over the world do. Wear Von Karen. Durable, handcrafted, dependable, year after year. Von Karen. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Von Karen.com. V-O-N. C-H-A-R-O-N dot com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions. And... VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at wrestlehorror.com. And Storm, Rants and more, hauntminute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show, LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.